HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We're here. It's uh, July 30th, 2013. We've got a jam-packed room once again. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. We're joined by some special guests. Uh, we've got a writer from Savour Magazine, executive editor and beverages editor, Betsy Andrews. So great to have you on board. Thanks. All right. And one of our, our top uh, beer bar owners in New York City and restaurateurs, Joe Carroll from Spite and Dival, Feta Sao, and uh, many other really cool places. How are you doing, Joe? Doing very well. All right. And we're going to be joined tonight by uh, the crew of the Barman's Fund, which is this great group of uh, brewery reps and, and bar owners who are doing some good work uh, for the industry. And also uh, Jeff O'Neill, the, the, the great brewer from uh, Peaksco, is going to be joining us. Right now he's actually playing a wiffle ball in the back of, of Roberta. So this is the way to round out. This is July Good Beer Month. This is, there's only one or two, two days left. Uh, we've done a lot of things. I know tomorrow night at Spite and Dival, what, what are you guys doing? A really cool sour event, Yeah, right? just a bunch of, bunch of sour beers. For uh, It's called the Midsummer Sour. Mm, you know, it's not, summertime is a good time to drink sour beer. What I love about the Good Beer Seal is that, is that I'm just trying to be like guys like Joe. Because Joe's every time he sends out a note of the event he has, the list of beers, I'm always like, that's the event I want to go to. So what nice. are some of the beers that you have tomorrow night? Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot. I forget. I, don't rem- I sent the email out a couple of weeks ago. I don't even remember off the top of my head. I know we have a ton of sour kegs, and I've been putting them aside for both uh, Zwanza Day and this Midsummer Sour thing. So I, I, to be perfectly honest with you off the top of my head, I forget which beers are going on what event because Zwanza Day is coming up as well in the fall. Um, you know, that's you know the- I, I don't expect you to know everything that's going on because you've been able to like, – how many places do you have now? Uh, i got six, six different businesses at the moment. One, one of which isn't a physical place. It's a distribution company for non-alcoholic beverages. Um, and one is a place in Philly. The rest are all here in Brooklyn. That's great. And, you're, and then you're doing something with Steve and Star, too, right? Yes. Wow. That's uh, what well, we have Feta out here, which is our barbecue place in Williamsburg. And then he and I have partnered up to open Feta in Philly and some other locations down the, down the road. I'll tell you, any, any time I'm in Williamsburg, the, the first place I want to go is Spite and Dival. And nice. It's great to have you. you on the show. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, Betsy, yeah. uh, you're, you're, you get to write about beer and cider on, on this national level. Uh, what are the, some of the things you're drinking now and, and some stories that you have coming up? Well, uh, lately we've been drinking a lot of Kolsch. Awesome summer ale. You know, just really incredibly refreshing and and uh, low in alcohol, and but you know more interesting than your say your average you know lager. It's um, made with ale yeast, and yet it's cold fermented and um, and quite delicious, and just a little bit on the funky side. So I brought a couple of those. Um, all right, let's 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 pop one and, and pour right, it. And want to get to that. The the real story tonight is, and and, and why we're all in this room, we're packed in here. It's uh, it, 
our favorite brewer from New York State, this gentleman, Chief Jeff O'Neill from Peak School Brewery. Everybody give him a round of applause. Oh, because yeah. Now, the, the, is a brief intro. If you ever had Ithaca Flower Power, th- that was one of this man's beers. But uh, he's moved on to Peekskill, and uh, there's a great story there. And, and, and let's dig into that because I'm really, really digging the beers that you've made so far at Peekskill. And you guys nice. just won at Tap New York, the best beer in New York, the higher standard yeah, the the IPA. Cup. Yeah. So tell From us, tell governor. us about. Uh, sorry, one second. Tell us about uh, you know your move to Peekskill and, and and what what you're doing there because you're making some great beer. Right. So we spent the last well 2012 um, building out uh, an 80 year old uh, stone warehouse building on the on the waterfront in Peekskill moving our business uh, one block to the north, and we opened our doors at the new place uh, just before Christmas. Um, and right now I feel like we're really hitting our stride. We've been open six or seven months. We were up to you know 13 or 14 house beers on, um, and we're starting to really you know, understand what, what we can do with our, with our uh, setup and uh, really uh, getting to the point where we are making beers much more intentionally than we were at first. Well, I know so, uh, some of your more popular beers, like the Eastern Standard IPA mm-hmm. and uh, the Simple Sour, it, it's evolved already. Like, tell us about your sour program because when it first came out, it wasn't that sour. Oh, thanks, but oh, the the new one is almost more like a Berliner Weiss. Uh, we, we skewed. It, well, I don't know how much it's changed so much as uh, it's sort of a living beer to begin with. Um, so during different cycles, you know, di- different points at in its lifespan as a as a packaged beer it probably changes probably changes when it comes into your cooler uh between the point of the first pour and the last pour um which is kind of cool um thank you uh but it's a beer that's really uh really done well in the in the local market Uh, obviously there's a a thirst for a, a draft sour beer that's approachable like that and there's not you know, too many people doing it, so it's a niche that we've found that that works well for us. It's interesting that it's it's uh it's one of it's our you know second best seller as a draft beer to uh, the local uh, you know wholesale market, uh, but it doesn't do quite that well in our in our brewery. It's more like uh, you know five or five or seven down the line. I, I like the model that you guys have. So it's it's kind of like it's a brew pub. It's a destination place. It's a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's a really, like, it's a dramatic building that, like I say, is right there on the waterfront. Um, great views of the, of the river and the, and the, the um, you know, the, really the, so the gateway to the Hudson Valley right there in front of us, right in front of our front door. Um, so it's really sort of a, you know, dramatic place, place to be. Um, and we do a, a great job with the restaurant side of it as well and the hospitality. Um, and, you know, like I say, we're... We're hitting our stride and really figuring out what what we can do with with what we've got. Well, it's great to have you on the show, Joe. Joe's got this list out here. <laughs> I found my email that has all the beers. If you'd like to know, we're pouring the Allagash Confluence, the Aveline Wild Undressed, the Lover Beer Madamin, the Cisco Lady of the Woods, and the Cisco Monmori Creek, and the Hofstetten Barley Wine Sour. I didn't even know that Cisco in Nantucket. They brew in Nantucket. In Nantucket right. I didn't know they made sours. Oh boy. They make fantastic, fantastic beers. I was there three weeks ago. Sorry to no, jump in on please. But I was there three weeks ago on vacation. And actually, I was there uh, with, with Sean McCain, who's outside and joining us in a, in a little bit. Um, he tasted, Jeff, uh, the brewer there, tasted us on some beers there that had a distinct character that's unlike any sour beer I've had anywhere ever. You could taste the sea air really? in, in their barrel-aged beers. Yeah. And it could have been the context of being there in the sea air, but it was really yeah, you know, focused. Scotch in, in producers West. say that all the time, that in Isla in particular. And they, they have a distillery there, and they make a right. they make an American-style scotch that they call Notch. Right. And it's scored really high as a, as a scotch-style. And it, you think yeah. it, it picks up that sort of briny it, it really sea does. character, it's, right? it's, it's noticeable. And I you think know, it's noticeable great. in their wines cool. as well. That's interesting, because I found that in Mexican craft brewing... Mexican craft beers and also Mexican wines. Yeah. You know, a lot of these are made in Baja. They're made right. on the coast. It's their salty soil, and there's just this delicious brininess. Part of it is always the suggestibility of it as well, yeah. but it was, in that context, sure. it, was, it was noticeable. And I can imagine being there kind of puts you in that context and I'd expect, further. And I'd expect that Lady of the Woods to be. Yeah, a, I'm, as I'm looking good forward to anything else. There. We've had these it's now. A, it's a nice beer. 
through this past year, and I've been waiting to put these on. Really excited to taste them. So pretty cool. Joe, when you, when you do your events, I mean, how do you hold on to beers for a while? And, and anticipate it depends. I'm doing it less and less now for multiple reasons. Um, look, one, most beers just don't hold up very well. I hate going longer than a year with anything really, unless it's you know north of ten percent and and you know particularly dark. Um, the other thing is. There's so much good beer available now. It's, I mean, really an embarrassment of riches right now compared to where Spite and I will be 10 years old in September. When we opened 10 years ago, Cisco was one of the few American craft beers we could get in New York at the time. And then they actually disappeared for a little while. There was very little beer 10 years ago, craft-wise, American craft. Um, And what was available was just very basic stuff for the most part. There is so much beer now and so much amazing beer every single week. I, I've This might sound crazy, but I, I don't know how it is for you anymore, but I've basically stopped ordering kegs during the week other than very easy drinking stuff, pills, lager, wheat beer, IPAs, stuff that I'm going through many kegs of a week because this stuff just shows up at my door now. It's um, you know, A lot of it is allocated and a lot of it every week is just more and more stuff. I can't even keep up with it. You're um, one of those sweet places where everybody's sending you their best stuff. Yeah, we're lucky. We're lucky awesome. that we do get kind of you know pick of the pick of the litter. And talk about what we're drinking, Betsy. First port for us to rise draws Kolsch, which is great summer beer. But but you, you you're how many beers did you bring? Because we're talking sours and you pulled out a sour. Well, you know this is my job. I, it's an embarrassment of riches, similar to what similar to what it's you're true. talking about. And you know one of the. Um, one of the the joys, and also it's a little bit bittersweet for me, is that I get a lot of beers that are not necessarily available nationally. They're very, very micro-brewed, and as, as a national publication, I can't necessarily do a lot of writing about them. But these guys I really loved, and, and I, I'm so happy to give them some attention right now. This is Almanac. They're San Francisco brewers. They were home brewers, these two guys who met at some home brewing event and started making these beers. One of them's a graphic artist. That's why we have such beautiful labels. And they do this, this, uh, this beer that where they, this, they really care about terroir. So it's farm to brewery. So, you know, they tell you what farms the fruits came from, what farms everything came from. It's all local. It's all organic. This is a Flanders-style red ale, very sort of a Rodenbach kind of inspired beer made with sour cherries from Northern California. And the beers are just dynamite that these guys are making. They're just launching in Washington State today. So hopefully they'll end up in New York eventually. You know, my argument, even though we have all these beers here, and I, I tell this to brewers all the time from other parts of the country, that I don't care what market they go to, they have to be in New York. It's it's kind, To me, it's a little crazy to not have – if you want to be a world-class brewer, how could you not have your beer in New York City? And and really, not, not so much about the beer bars, but access all the restaurants we have here and the food culture that we have here. Sure, but then some of the beers – I mean, for instance, like you know, one of the great sours in this country, Russian River – they're right. not in New York. I agree. I've been yelling at Vinny for years about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get, Jeff, what do you think about the spear from the Almanac? And I think I want to see this more towards sours because uh, Jeff has been has got a lot to say about sours, and I think this might be a good, good direction the, for the, the show. The cherry really stands out. I think if, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not familiar with these guys, but I think they may have um, um, collaborated with my friend uh, Steve Altamari that opened High Water. I want to say maybe they share some fermentation space or a brew house somewhere. Yes. Um, that's a really nice beer. So, Jeff, tell us about your, you know, Especially you, you came ball. into, you create a, you guys are playing whiff ball in the backyard of Robertus. <laughs> you almost missed the show. I was so mad. I hit a home run out in a more, more <laughs> Whiff a ball home run. I love that. No, it's a I bet run. my ten-year-old cousin. <laughs> it's not a wiffle ball. <laughs> we need some ten-year-old kids here. You know, All right. I'm right here. I love that. But tell us about your sour program, man, because that's you know your, your your simple sour. It's coming more and more sour. When it first came out, it wasn't as sour. Well, we're lucky enough to have a, uh, a cool ship in our brewery, and uh, I've gotten to start to tinker with that a little bit this spring and into the summer. We have a few beers. Um, one that I brought a growler of. I don't know if it made it in here yet. Um, and another one that we're going to have at dinner later on, um, where we've used our, our uh, cool ship for a long weekend of, of fermentation with a, with a farmhouse-style yeast or Britannomyces. Um, and we've also, uh, just in the last month or so, launched a, um, a Lambic-inspired program with 
uh, microbes that we harvested from the room where our cool ship is that we that we grew up in, uh, used to inoculate a batch in in the cool ship while I went actually on vacation to uh, Massachusetts when I went to Cisco. We I locked the door of the room and let it go for a week. Um, got some photographs texted to me while I was there and fermentation finished and it's really uh, at a at an early point expressing promise as a a beer in a year or more um so we're playing around with a lot of things we're trying you know like every small brewery um trying to take advantage of our strengths as a site and downplay our weaknesses as a a brewery so uh it's something that i hope we can sort of uh, uh you know push in uh get get some inertia going as years go past it's a lot very long-term program like anybody will tell you you can't just you can't just make a beer like this beer that we're drinking in a month so it's you're doing a great job we have a lot more to talk about tonight we're going to take a short break we'll be back in a few minutes on beer sessions radio all right welcome everybody You're listening to Southern Pretender by Four Lincolns on Beer Sessions Radio. If our lives depend on it, so political and political, intellectual, ineffectual. Hey, and welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Today's uh, podcast is brought to you by Sean McCain of the Bronx Brewery and thegreatbrewers.com. Uh, some of these, these beer boys are out there playing wiffle ball, and whether they're 10 or 47, they can still play. You guys are awesome wiffle ball players. But this ties it in. They're here in the spirit of camaraderie because Patrick Fondelier has to leave. He's the great smutty nose rep that some of you in Columbus, Ohio know of and others of you in here in New York. Uh, and we're really proud. Last month, Patrick texted and said, I'm at an account in Columbus, Ohio, and they, they heard me on Beer Sessions Radio. What was the name of that store? Give, give him a microphone. Come on. Get Patrick on. And, and, Sean, stop talking off mic. You're in trouble, man. Stop talking in general. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're not going to like this, but I can't remember the name of the store. Uh, actually, the, the, the end of the story is right after I spoke to those guys. I drove back to New York, and I did a meeting at Union Beer at 9 o'clock in the morning. I got there at about 8.55. After driving for 12 hours, so my memory on what was going on in Columbus is a little bit hazy. So Patrick wasn't on the air, so he was about to leave, <laughs> but we said, we'll get you on the air, so he didn't leave. I love this guy. i got to run. I'm going to plug my... I'm doing a 15-line event at Rattle and Hum tonight, which so is also a good beer cereal bar. That's right. good, but what what about the uh, the Barman's Fund? Well, the these guys can tournament. tell you about the Barman's Fund. We have Hillary uh, Christian from, uh, from the Barman's Fund here. And Albert uh, Antonucci from Greenwood Park, as well as some of the other uh, brewery reps that are involved. Uh, Andrew McLeod from Six Point, Sean McCain from the Bronx Brewery. And uh, we decided, or Albert actually came up with the idea of doing a golf tournament to, uh, to uh, support the Barman's Fund and the work that they do. And they'll be able to tell you more about that um, after I split. Um, but we, you know, he asked me if, if, uh, if I would be involved, and I, I got together with these guys. And asked everybody to, to uh, come on board, which they did. And, uh, you know, it's coming up on August 19th. It's going to be a really great day. And, uh, like I said, they can tell you more about it. Awesome. Thanks, Patrick. Cheers. So who wants, to, who wants to introduce the Barman's Fund? Sure, I can do that, Jimmy. Thanks. Um, I'm Hillary. Uh, uh, yeah, my name's Hillary Krishnan. I'm the director of the New York City chapter here. And um, we... We... Um, uh, started the Barman's Fund two years ago and some change. Um, Brian Floyd, who's our founder, is now opening up a chapter down in... <laughs> there goes Pat. Um, is opening up a chapter down in Austin. And so we have chapters now in New Orleans and Austin and Charlotte, North Carolina, and here in New York. And just in about two years and change, we're creeping up on $150,000. And the, the mission behind what we do is really simple. We're a group of bartenders... Um, that pledge one shift's tips from one, one shift a month, and we pool it, and we take that money, and we do local projects for for nonprofit organizations that we believe in. We keep it nonpolitical. We keep it as tangible as possible. So we try to buy what the organizations need. So we buy 
carloads of diapers for maternity shelters in Gowanus. We bought a $15,000 coposcope for the Mount Sinai adolescent wing to help detect early signs of cervical cancer. We've funded a free medication assistance program at the Brooklyn Free Clinic in Bed-Stuy, and we've given kids toys and shelters at Christmas time. So the, pro- oh. the range of projects of what we do, we've done a lot, of, lot for Sandy Relief, too, since the storm. So that's, that's it. That was speechless, awesome. right? I, I drink to that. Yeah, that's let's just drink to it. Drink. <laughs> well, we're going to keep you guys on the show, but that's one star. But I want to go back. We've we got Jeff O'Neill in the room from Peaksco and and Joe from Spite and Dive and Betsy. I don't even know your last name. Andrews. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, sour beers. So, like, let's go back. Let's go way back with you. So, everyone knows the Ithaca Flower Power IPA. and, and But you've got uh, the Eastern Standard IPA, which seems to trumpet. So, well, it's not, you know, a concept. Do you want to talk about IPAs? Uh, I like IPAs. IPAs are what I like to drink uh, on any given day. Um, I, I feel like we're uh, trying to trend IPAs down a little bit in alcohol and uh, sweetness, which I think is for everybody's benefit. Um, and that's where I think the, you know, the, the zeitgeist in that style is, is currently headed. Um, so at, at our pub now, we're offering, you know, four or five IPAs at a time, um, different hop or uh, loosely IPAs. Um, sometimes they're black coffee IPAs and sometimes they're half IPAs. But uh, it, it certainly is when you look at the sales trends of uh, uh, craft beer in general, IPAs are what people are generally looking for. Um, and it's interesting because it's something that wouldn't have been our sales leader at our own pub two years back. Um, certainly people's palates are trending that way for better or worse. You're saying two years ago IPAs wouldn't have been? I, uh, right now we make a beer um, that's like it's it, it, essentially an IPA. It's called a maze balls. It's a it, it's a <laughs> hop forward pale ale that's as hoppy as anything else right. out there. Um, two years ago, that would have been lost on our Westchester clientele. Got you right. Um, today, that's no longer the case. It, when we have it, when we can keep it on, it's our number one selling beer. But do you really feel that the, the general beer drinking population that that IPAs is trending toward IPAs, or is it that you are educating people up in Westchester who kind of really weren't even drinking a lot of beer, and so they're they're getting more interested in, in when you flavor. look at the depletions numbers it's ipas are leading are, are leading the overall are, they're their lead horse right now um for for craft style style wise um certainly chicken or chicken or the egg i, right? I think many people when you think when you say craft beer they assume it's like an ipa fits right, that that's style. sort of the first go-to yeah. in someone's head true and do you guys do a like a pills or hellas? We do. We do pills. We have a. Uh, we also have a nice rye lager. We do, we try to cover the whole spectrum. So and the, and the IPA way outsells the pills, or is it close? Or? IP the group IPA oh, the group crushes okay. everything right. else. Um, Amazeballs right. crushes everything else. Where it would have been our cream ale a right. year ago, um, that one is easy to keep up with now because I find and our customer f- has transitioned to. You know what else is? I think to, also that, that don't discount you. I mean. You coming into Peace Go and the new brewery, I mean, you've really put this big dot on the map where, you know, you, you are really one of the finer New York State breweries. So I think that people are going to be drawn to... Well, thank you. That's nice to hear. But I think that... I do think this is a, ge- a general trend. Are you finding that with men and women? Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, the, uh, Amazeballs is a weird example because it's a catchy name that people either turns people off or, or brings them in right away. It's Amazeballs. Um, <laughs> I'm really offended by the name. Get him, somebody get him a mic. Yeah, <laughs> get Sean, Sean McCain. We just tried. You your need to make a, bo- uh, uh, a beer no, called no, Amaze no, Boobs. I'm, I'm ambient noise. Get Sean on. Sean, you got to talk for a second. Sean, what you yeah. just poured a milk, stout, so, a milk stout called Amaze Boobs. Here's a lead in, lead into Sean McCain being here is that his entire brewery's business model is pale ales and and hop forward beers. Um, he can probably speak better to that as a segment of the. Uh, you know, wholesale market than I can. You know, so much of our focus is on trying to uh, provide a, bri- a broad um, spectrum of spot styles to folks who walk through our doors. Um, and and then you know, there's a, there's this separate business of 
Pale ales. <laughs> so, Sean, just tell, you're here for the barman's fun, but just there's a couple of beers right. you wanted to pitch. Let us know. Well, right now we have our rye pale ale, which is the second beer that we ever made. is coming out on Friday, which is a uh, 6.3%. Uh, wait a minute. I don't want to pitch my beer. I want to talk with all these great people. You're, you had a great just question. Just pitch it for a second. I totally for want to second. pitch my beer. So Sean, pitch your all beer. Right, so we have our, our rye pale ale is coming out on Friday, which is our uh, fall seasonal. We do with uh, Chinook and Columbus, 7% rye malt. It's phenomenal, a little spice, but it's it's still balanced. Uh, we only make pale ales because we believe that the market uh, deserves to have one consistent manufacturer of pale ales. And they're, the pale ale segment, as Jeff was saying before, the IPAs is really the biggest segment. And most breweries sort of put their stamp on the map by saying, I make this IPA, and this is what these people want to drink, so I'm going to make this IPA. We took a different... Uh, tacked on that by saying, well, actually, pale ales are a little bit mis, uh, misrepresented in the market. And so what? let's make a quality pale ale, which is the Bronx Pale Ale, an American pale ale, 6.3%. I call it American aggression meets English sensibility. West Coast hops meets English malts, Maris Otter meets Cascade and Centennial. And it's one of those beers that you can drink a lot of. It's not going to uh, destroy your palate with, with bitterness. It's going to carry over with maltiness and a little bit of sweetness. And then we get to play around with our seasonals. So it allows us to have a little bit of fun with, uh, like for right now, our summer pale ale is out. We use an experimental hop that's very citrusy and lemony, dry hop with lemon peel. We so, have Sean, little, when you guys were playing wiffle ball in the back, what, we won. Beer, what uh, we was, won. It was what's called, your go-to beer? Uh, it was Bronx Pale Ale. All right. Now let's jump over. Andrew <laughs> okay, McLeod no, from... Uh, <laughs> wait. Well, of course. I drank Peaceful Eastern Standard last night, too, and I have a hangover. So, <laughs> a good one. Okay. Andrew. Yeah, my go-to is Zima, typically. Uh, okay, so... Uh, you just poured us a beer. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to get through this, guys. I know, here. I got to be pitches. real quick. Like Sean, Sean McCain's walking around with his little, uh, you know, coasters and stuff. Uh, so, I brought in uh, two, uh, two beers today. Uh, one of us from our uh, Spice of Life series. Uh, we put out a new IPA every single month, so it's all the same uh, metrics, same ABV, IBU, SRM, so on and so forth, but it's just a different hop every time. Uh, this one actually hasn't hit the market yet. It will in a couple of days, and we're using the Simcoe hop. Uh, the other beer I brought in is uh, from our Mad Scientist series. We do six of those a year. Uh, it's called the Bell Jam. It's our first time brewing it uh, for you know larger-scale production. It's an Abbey Ale uh, blended with a raspberry jalapeno jam from the Jam Shop, which is a local uh, spot in Red Hook. You, you guys are great things at six points. Let's put Betsy. So yeah. you think the six point should that. make a, a maize boob beer? What would it be? You, you said something earlier. I said peak skill should make an, an amaze boob beer. It would be a milk stout. Because <laughs> that uh, what Guinness is good for you, right? That one it doesn't have to be a nice. So is it true they that they used to? Uh, in the old days, you know, they would. Do you know advertise. what I tell people who say things like that? <laughs> Thank you. It'll be a great day when you have a brewery and you get to name uh, beers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but let's just little history, guys. So in the old days, in Guinness, before yeah, these whatever, they used to say that Guinness was good for you, and they actually would give it to women in, in uh, maternity wards, right? Yeah, you know the. Um well, the lore is that it actually makes you lactate, but I think that what what the the truth of it is is that it relaxes you enough that you can lactate. And then, if you've had a good beer, that it relaxes the baby and puts it to sleep. There you go. I know about breastfeeding. I can tell you that. <laughs> we used to have breastfeeding clubs at my old restaurant. My wife would come in and three of her friends and. The kitchen would just stop and stare, and everyone was happy. So, wow, Jimmy, Joe, what about the IPA thing, man? Really? Uh, you know, uh, do you do you put IPAs on draft? Of course. Do you yeah, like IPAs? No, of course. Uh, yeah. You know, though, I, I found it interesting that that Jeff was saying, um, you know, just two years ago, he doesn't think people would be drinking IPAs because I kind of look at it like IPAs. Its boom was like eight years ago or so, a while ago, and that. Well, the sector has moved on a little bit. That's true. It is true to agree. Yeah, and, and I'm also right, thinking which, about which like goes the West Which goes back to my, my former question, which is that, you know, you've got a crowd that you're now educating. 
you know, up in Westchester, and that maybe the Williamsburg crowd has moved on now. They're on to Sowers, and they'll, they'll right. be something else. The other know? thing I find... Talking I Vanguard find, as opposed to maybe the mainstream of the American... Yeah, or, right. And, and uh, again, I'm also choice. thinking West Coast and what was going on with IPAs out there a decade or 15 years ago, and, you know, how long that took to, to get to the East Coast and really have impact. Um, but I, I find it interesting, too, because we... You know, we have all sorts of crazy stuff on all the time and consistently. And I think people come to Spite and Dival to drink really interesting and, and kind of obscure stuff. But consistently, our best-selling beer is whatever the Pilsner is that's on tap at the moment. Even at your place? Why? By far. I mean, it's not even, it's not that's even close. A, that's a I think that's incredible. Completely I, isolated. Yeah, that's, I don't know why exactly, but it's true. I mean... But I, I you have say, you have awesome Pilsners. We you do. You don't have, you know... Of course, no, no doubt. And the other thing, too, is I would venture to say that Spite and Dival gets a less kind of beer-centric crowd than, first of all, most people would even think, and certainly than most other beer bars. We get a lot of locals during the week, and for the most part, they want to drink Pilsner, and like a really good lager. Um, and Pale Ale, we have a really difficult time selling Pale Ale, because I think it falls in between those two gaps of not being Pilsner and not being IPA, at least mentally for people. I, I agree with the, what, what he said. I mean, I'll tell you what, like when a normal person is going to walk into a bar, no matter what their portfolio is or their menu that they have, there's going to be a large contingent of people that are going to go, what, what can you have? It's a light beer. So there's your Kolsch. There's your Pilsner. Um, you know, there's your lager that um, is, is often, I even found that at Rosamund Grill today. Like I asked the same question to uh, to Chase and he was like, yeah, you know, it's it's Riser of Kolsch if it's on because there are so many great amazing other beers that are there but that's one that they can their staff can gravitate and push towards that they know is going to be a quality it's also true Betsy, for Betsy Betsy Kolsch too. yeah I did bring Kolsch you know I, I really uh, I really enjoy the style look I'm from Philadelphia and that is historically a lager town the whole state actually Absolutely. is that why you have that very classy accent thanks <laughs> 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 and, and you know and I and and I uh, when I when I when I wrote about American lagers I, I went to Wisconsin I mean and I I went to Milwaukee and you know I just that history is fantastic and, and the, some of the beers they're making out there lakefront i mean they're making just delicious lager and so i i think that you know we all know why everybody makes ale it's it's faster you get you can move you know your product more quickly you can start making money but i feel like i'm 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 looking forward to a little bit of a lager renaissance in this country as people you know accumulate a little capital you know and and can actually have the beer sit for a little bit no, definitely. There's a great thing going on with the beer. Hey, someone from the Barman's Group, how the hell can we learn more about you guys? All right. Well, um, we, we are going to be um, having a golf tournament, which is what brings yeah. us all but together quick, here. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. What's the website? Oh, the, the barmansfund.org. All right. Yeah. Hold on a second. We're going to take a short break. We're back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. <laughs> okay, guys. Trust me. Keep it moving. All right. So, you like good beer. Whether you're a craft beer pro or just had your first sip of an IPA, GreatBrewers.com is your number one beer resource on the internet. GreatBrewers.com bridges the gap between the world's great brewers and the consumers who enjoy their products. With so much information and misinformation out there, GreatBrewers.com focuses on education and leaves no stone unturned. Take the Great Beer Test on their website and browse through an extensive product catalog. Download their mobile beer cloud app, which includes a GPS beer finder, a beer sommelier, and descriptions for over 5,000 different brews. What are you waiting for? Back up that passion for craft beer with some solid information and education. Visit greatbrewers.com today. This one's called Everything She Touches Turns to Gold by Four Lincolns. Hey, welcome back to Pure Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We're here at Roberta's in Bushwick. Uh, some of the brewers and beer guys, Sean from Bronx and, and, and Jeff from Peekskill and everybody, they were playing crazy wiffle ball in the backyard of uh, Roberta's. And uh, there's a great backyard, and I'll tell you what's coming up. We're really proud of our network, heritageradionetwork.org. And in that same backyard on August 11th, there's the Hawaiian Barbecue with Delaney Barbecue, 
and some really interesting foods and drinks, including Empire Brewing and music by Odetta Hartman, who I know, the secret I know about Odetta Hartman, her dad owns Two Boots, and she's one of the coolest nice. folk musicians in the East Village, and she's played at my place. She's number forty. Is her real name Odetta? Her name? Well, I don't know. Odetta Hartman because, is her. You know, there was a famous. Yeah. Oh, we know Odetta. Right. You know Odetta, of right? Yeah. But anyways, th- there's a cool stuff going down in the same backyard where Jeff O'Neill and Sean McCain were just playing wiffle ball. August 11th, wine barbecue. And again, if you become a member, HeritageRadioNetwork.org. That's one of those special events you can go to. So, cheers to that. What did you guys think of the room? What did you think of the backyard, Jeff? Oh, it's amazing. You could do wiffle ball. Oh yeah, barbecue. Plus we won. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so who are you playing against? So this is like this little inner world of New York beer. So, so it was like you, Mike Benz, and I. Uh, you know. Beat. So Mike's what? He's like your what guy from? Peak He's Spiel? our brewery ambassador, our, our sales guy, our our fun, handsome little friend. Um, and he set up a tasting tonight at Jimmy's number forty-three. Yep, and we're Sean we're McCain was playing a, a dinner. Oh, a dinner. A that's right. Dinner. Five your, course at dinner. Your restaurant. Oh yeah. Yeah. With special beers that you brought special from beers. the brewery. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Tim Stendhal from Union, right? He Tim, was out Tim there. Tim and, and Matt Lefkowitz. Um, so two guys that are responsible for helping us to, uh, you know, sell uh, sell our beer in the places that we want to sell them. Um, and we, you know, we beat the hell out of them on that wiffle ball. Jeff field. came in here to have this interview. <laughs> I stood in for him. I was not on the lineup. Uh, I was written in the last minute. We went to nine. Thanks. All right. Well, Sean, you're amazing. But, you know, so, Jeff, that's a good thing. Let's tell us about your experience. You know, you guys are a small brewery, brew pub, you're growing, and, and you uh, hook up with a distributor. You want to talk a little bit about that relationship and, and that side of, of what yeah, you do? Yeah, sure, sure. That's a, it's a big, uh, big part of, you know, this business in and of itself is a lot more about the relationships than I, than I think a lot of people know. Um, and uh, we work, you know. Jeff, hand- did you bring any growlers from Pigsco? I Peekskill? did. I brought a couple Let's of growlers. Let's drink some Pigsco. Come on, it's the Pigsco show. <laughs> I'm um, dying for it. Yeah. So here we actually. Well, do you want me to talk or pour? Well, one of the one of the guys can pour. Um. So we were talking about what now? I don't know. You, your relationship with <laughs> yes, the distributor yes, and how yeah, so that, we work that's hand, part we work of your hand job, in hand yeah. with uh, with Union Beer and also with uh, CBGNY, which is their new. Um, their new arm that's uh, located upstate on the west side of the Hudson River in New Paltz. Uh, that's sort of our local it's like warehouse. the Hudson Valley. Yeah, yeah. they cover the, from the, the uh, like I say, our uh, neck of the woods, the gateway to the Hudson Valley, I think all the way up to Albany. Um, I'm not exactly sure what their footprint is, um, but we've worked really closely with them. And, uh, you know, they've been really excited about having uh, what they perceive to be, you know, a really a premium local product in their portfolio. Um, and we've developed some great relationships with um, like-minded uh, uh, pubs and restaurants uh, in the city and, and the Hudson Valley, uh, including Roberta's, our host today. They've been a, a great uh, supporter of local beer. Um, Jeff, what Joe's is what are some pl- Joe's awesome? Spot. Yeah. What are some places in the Hudson Valley where, besides Pico Brewery where we can get your beer? Well, I want to give a shout out to my my local. Um, it's a place called the Hop, and it's in Beacon. Um, if anybody's ever had a chance to make it up to Beacon, they know that it's a really uh, fun town with a lot of great things going on. But I think what the Hop is doing um, with uh, beer and food is really uh, singular. Um, it's just a, you know ten minutes away from where I live, uh, but there are a number of great. You know things popping up in the Hudson Valley. It's it's sort of you know one step behind the city, um, but we're we're making good headway, and we're you know we're, uh, I think the sort of tag team uh, two very different approaches between us and Captain Lawrence. Um, we're making a lot of headway, uh, educating people in, in Westchester and, and points north. So in Peekskill, I know let's let's talk a little about the local Hudson Valley color, mm-hmm. um, color. Is that a good word, Betsy? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a writer. I need you to write for me, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, Birdsell House. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, they are our, uh, you know, our most local account to us. Um, the place has been open about three or four years, and I think they just had their third anniversary a few months back. Um, same team that uh, you know owns the Blind Tiger. Um, Tim, my friend Tim Ranke, who managed the Spring Lounge for a long time, um, moved up to the Hudson Valley. He actually lives in Beacon. Uh, again, great, great place to live and be. Um, Birdsall House is, has become a com- total gastro destination. Um, great account for us. Great account for Sean. Tim um, Ranking and John Sharp, by the way. Both uh, John Sharp and Ohio University alumni, just like myself. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, great, great guys. Good friends. And, uh, you know, we, we, we co-op a lot of things uh, to sort of 
um, spearhead uh, craft beer initiation. Uh, I in, just got in, a, in our uh, backyard. Going back to Pat Fondelier from <laughs> what? Andrew. Why don't you read it off to us? So this this is our Columbus connection. People I actually read, listen to the show. So. I don't know if I get the same text. It's like, are you still doing that stupid yeah. show? I'm no, just kidding. Uh, then <laughs> <laughs> the name of that account. I love your show, Jimmy. Uh, the name of that account is Columbus. In Columbus was uh, I think it's Wyland's Gourmet Market. Yeah, I, Wyland's. I live. I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. I was born in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, my good. family still lives in Columbus, Ohio. It's it's less than a half a mile from my house. Wyland's Gourmet on Indianola Avenue between Brevoort and Torrance. Check the buyer's out. name was Adam. Thanks, John. That was absolutely. So they necessary. listened to beer sessions. Hello to Wyland's Market and Adam. You guys listen to beer sessions radio. All right. So, Jeff. <laughs> But that, that, you know, are you? Can I just ask? Are are you finding that there's more interesting things going on with beer and food? Absolutely, yeah, sure. There are there are places opening. I mean, you know, the beyond the burger, of them opening down beyond here the- is crazy. I mean, still there's craft beer place opening every week in this city, sure. um, but up in our neck of the woods, for sure, there are places that are uh, really embracing the. I mean, it's primarily, I think, a local a move toward localism. Um, for better or worse sometimes. Uh, but sure, there are burger places opening that aren't selling Bud Light anymore. So, But or there are restaurants that aren't selling burgers and, you know, pairing their food with, with beer, which is... Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Cool. And, and the Bird Salt is a great, great uh, example of that. I want to get Joe in because, you know, Joe, Joe always seems to find all the new small breweries that are coming up. In addition to Peekskill, what are some of, of the other new small breweries in New York that you featured at Spite and Dival? Uh, well, a lot of them, uh, unfortunately, aren't as local as Peekskill. I wish they were a lot more. Um, it's, you know, as Jeff said, um, Peekskill and Captain Lawrence are, are head and shoulders above most of the other local. Not all, but certainly most of the other local craft breweries. Um, Prairie Brewing uh, in Oklahoma is just making its way up here, and they brew some really fantastic stuff. Um, Hoffenstark up in um, Quebec, uh, just about a half hour north of Montreal. One of my uh, all-time favorites. Um, there's so there's so much beer now, and so th- and to that, it there, there's been other times where there's been lots of beer, but there's so much great beer, and so many different kinds of great beers. It's it's just it's overwhelming. I when before I opened up Spiten and, and the first five years or so of of running Spiten Dival, it was very easy for me to. Um, really feel in touch with everything that was going on. It's moving so fast now, and there's so much stuff out there and so much access to it all that I'm even overwhelmed. I can't keep up with Yeah, there was a time you everything. could almost keep up with it. Yeah, yeah. There, there really was. No, you and can't. It, it, it's it local. It seems like it wasn't that long ago. But Jeff, what did you just pour for us? Because I'm smiling. This is an awesome so that, beer. So that's Amazeballs. Amazeballs! <laughs> uh, the interest, I think the, the thing of note about this beer, um, it's a single hop beer. Uh, it's made with... Um, an Australian variety called Galaxy. But even beyond that, the interesting thing is that we don't add any hops until we're completely done boiling this wort. Um, really? Yeah. That's why it nice. tastes, the hops taste so fresh. Yeah, so you get that real, like, back end, you get the perception of bitterness, um, but then it sort of is very quick uh, in the back, and, and, it, and it disappears off your palate. Um, low alcohol, it's under 5%. It's, yeah, it's what, really it's what they body. call a session beer these days, or what some people call a session beer these days see that's it's it's funny because you know you're 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 saying well okay this is an ipa and yes it's true this when is first, the, yeah it tastes like an ipa and yet it doesn't it doesn't last like an ipa it doesn't you know hit you like an ipa this is, this, you, is right. this is a this is a beer to drink with food but but this beer i think is very firmly uh rooted in the tradition of american ipa sure. with, with uh you know uh, what some people think of as over hopping um, but I think that this is the definitive style of American brewing Maze at this balls. point. Um, Jeff, what did you say again? We, uh, IPA, we were not, trying to not, suggest not, not palette, my though. style of brewing, but but IPA itself. Jeff, we were, we were trying palette. to suggest names to breweries, and what did you say again? Names to breweries. Don't suggest names to breweries. balls to something. But. Amazeballs. Well, okay, right. so we're, we're brewing a beer uh, tomorrow. Um, that is going to be in this same family, but fermented with Britannomyces instead of an alias, and it will uh, it'll be called Awesome Sauce. <laughs> nice. One thing I, I want to get Betsy on the end because we can because we, we, we can know for everybody we're who's asking. Down, but does, I really want Betsy in. There, there's so it's many guests in this room, and it's can. an awesome experience. Right. And if any of you listeners ever want to come or to show up at Roberta's 4:45 on a Tuesday, you can come you and show with us. But, but 
And Sean's, Sean's feeling bummed because he's used to being our star, but these guys are here for the barman's fun, and when we close again, they'll tell you about it. But the real show tonight, Betsy Andrews from Savoir. Betsy, again, so you're being in a national publication. I know you have, you have constraints, but you, you also get to taste a lot of small local right. microbreweries. Right. So what are some that you've tasted besides Almanac that you like that okay. you can't always feature in your national magazine? So, you know, we're... We're nationally distributed magazine, but we travel internationally. I mean, we we cover things globally. So another uh, American uh, microbrewery that I love is Marshall Wharf. Because know these are in Belfast, Maine. Right there, they have a. They you know Joe? I've, I've heard of them. Yep. Yeah. They have a brewery. They have a brew pub called Three Tides, and they make an oyster stout where they just put you know like just. Pounds and pounds of fresh oysters, straight straight from the water, right in front of them, right into the boil. And wow, man, that's one awesome beer. Can't get it outside of there, but it's worth going up to Belfast, Maine for. The other thing that has been was really interesting to me was going to Belgium and looking what at what Belgian brewers are doing now. Because the fact of the matter is, is that the intense interest in craft beer in the United States is absolutely influencing the Belgians. Oh, sure. It's like through the looking glass. It is yeah. wild. So not you go there, and all of a sudden, there are all these young guys, young Same, guys. Not just the Belgians, either. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the, even the Germans at this point, it's, which is really mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so it's, it's, I mean, we're talking like very traditional folks who, you know, keep their own counsel, very syncratic, don't listen to anybody else, and all of a sudden they're just, wow, they're, they're interested in international styles, but they really want to keep their, their, their focus on what they're doing themselves. They're, they're full of energy, and they're making really cool stuff. And one of the coolest um, breweries there, this is 10 like, kilometers, 10 clicks from the French border. It's called Der Plucker. This guy is a hops farmer. And he's brewing beer, like, you know, with his own hops right there. Teensy, tiny. Doesn't have distribution. But he's worth going to visit because it's, it's, it's just the, the so reinvigoration it's the lo- the local of beer movement in Belgium. Look beer in Belgium, you know. I mean, these guys are finally getting beyond, like, sort of, like, the global, you know, uh, lager style back to, like, a real Belgian tradition. And it's because of American consumers. Uh, and so anyway, I just wanted to say that I wanted to, uh, I don't know if you guys know this guy, Carol Degault. He's from uh, a brewery called uh, Decam. He's a Lambic brewer. Um, and you know what? He's a young guy, and he makes incredible beer. So this is, um, I brought this to Betsy, this to wrap it up. So like for us, like, you know, in, as beer bar owners, we, we have reps come to us, and they sample beer or different brewery guys like Jeff travel. So you as like a national writer, how do you get your beer? Do people just send beer to you all the time? People send beer to me, yeah. And and but I also I mean I, I go and I drink at places like Spoit and Dival and taste something really fantastic. I had the Peak Skill Simple Sour at Torst. Oh great. And remember what Gene? We were talking about We're in Torst? Yeah. What? Oh, I've made it. <laughs> and we were blown we were blown away by that, you know, and so we were you know, so you know, I go out and, and I and I drink around and, and I read about things. But I, people do send it. But but it's harder with beer. I get I get sent a lot less beer. If there's anybody out there who would like to send me beer, please do, because I get so sent where a do lot they send beer. it to? Savor Magazine, East Thirty Second Street, tenth, twelfth floor, one zero zero one six. It doesn't matter. Send it to a floor. I'll find it. It's not the eleven. But no, but I, I just you know it's it's harder because of the distribution issues with craft brewing. It's 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 harder to get beer. But um, but that's cool. So that's one of the perks of your jobs. Oh yeah, perks like that. Job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say to everybody, it's we have this awesome room of so much talent. Uh, Betsy Andrews from Savor, Jeff O'Neill, the brewer from Peekskill, Joe Carroll, Spite and Dial, Fedasau, so many other things, and so many others. We're gonna let the Barman's Group close it out. Sean McCain, take it over again. Tell us about your golf tournament and what the hell the Barman's thing is august 19th we're doing a huge golf scramble at uh diker heights we're going to start it off at noon at greenwood park 
And then from there, there's going to be 36 groups of four. And what is the barman's fund again? The barman's Because I thought it was about like an old bar guy, a bartender dies and you give him money. I'm not looking for hey, That's Jimmy, not in my future. Jimmy, if we're out of time, you should, stu- you should <laughs> shut up. I'm going to leave it over to my darling right there. Yeah. You talk about <laughs> the barman's fund. Yeah, so... I mean, we're. I, I feel totally spoiled to be in this room with all of these fabulous people in this industry. I work in a craft beer bars down in Brooklyn, and I have a, lo- a number of colleagues. And what we do is we pool our tips, and we donate those tips to local or- organizations in need, tangible gifts. And um, these crazy cats at Bronx Brewery, at Greenwood Park, at Smutty Nose, at Six Point. Smutty Nose, Lagunitas, Smutty Nose, Blue Point, yeah, Six Point. Sierra Nevada, Blue Abita, Point. Sierra Nevada. Everybody is is just being so kind There's to an the opportunity for everybody to sponsor either a golf court, a hole, bring four people together. Uh, basically, there's 36 different groups of four persons that can come out, play golf for a day, hang out. And raise a lot of money that we can drink, drink great, great beer, beer. Uh, <laughs> that we can we can put together to support local, um, actionable, nonprofit, apolitical uh, groups. Uh, so basically, any opportunity that you want to have to put your name out there in the world. If you're in the beer world, come on, man. Check it out. Come Go drink, to, uh, drink with purpose. Drink good beer. Com, Greenwood Park, BK.com. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, we'll do a quick uh, roundup. There's some special events going on tonight at Jimmy's Number 43, our long-awaited uh, Peak School Brewery oh, yeah. beer dinner. If you are looking for something to do in Manhattan in, in the next couple of hours, we're going to have a five-course dinner at Jimmy's Restaurant with uh, five very thoughtful. And the beers include? Beers include... Um, Simple Sour. Simple Sour. Share of the Rainbow. Share of the Rainbow, which is a collaboration we did with Allagash and Blue Jacket, uh, a cool ship fermented whip beer. Um, Eastern hot, Standard IPA. Eastern Standard IPA. Higher Standard uh, Imperial IPA, which, uh, again, was the uh, winner of the Governor's Cup. It's not like the Mayor's Cup. It's Governor. <laughs> We're surprised. And... Um, we vaporizer. Also, we also sent you Vaporizer, our new Imperial Stout, which is absurd. It's a very interesting name. It was yeah. a very interesting day. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's another story. But th- I think we're going to have you on again, Jeff, and talk about the beers that you make because I, I find every. I hope I, so. It's always a pleasure. Dude, to be and here. your beers keep getting better. And, and I know that it's like, kind of like a chef knowing, knowing yeah, his if realm. The, if the beers aren't getting better, you're doing something but wrong. But you're, you're in your brewery. You're, you're getting to know it better, right? You're yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think so. I mean, but that's just my opinion. And, and I'm seeing it coming down the pipe. Thanks, so. man. All right. And tomorrow night, the, uh, this is again the July Goodbear month. We're closing it out. Uh, Wednesday, July 31st. You might be listening to this after it happens, but uh, again, Good Beer Seal and Edible in Manhattan partnered on Good Beer uh, five years ago, and it's still going on, and that's where we'll give out our Good Beer Seal Awards. You can find out all the new great craft uh, beer bars in New York City that are being recognized. And again, August 11th, support Heritage Radio Network, which is our our network, uh, the Hawaiian Barbecue. And it's in the backyard where these gentlemen, uh, Bronx Brewery, Peekskill, they're playing wiffle ball, but it's really an Outstanding outdoor food event venue. How can, how can they let you play wiffle ball in like this super food venue? I don't know. What do you think, Betsy? Should we call the cops or something? I don't know. <laughs> wiffle ball. We, did, we did have to jump the fence. We did jump the fence. I figured you did that. So all right. And again, Joe. Joe from Spine Dial. Every time you come on, you're he's a real star of the beer world. He's a guy that we all want to be. Yeah, everybody wants to no go doubt. to Spine yeah. Dial, dude. Come on and drink Pilsner, right? I want to meet Joe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, and we'll thank our sponsors at GreatBrewers.com again who've helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. And we just learned today that GreatBrewers.com has signed on again for the fourth year. They will be the sponsor and giving the money to Heritage Radio Network to support a very worthy network that we're very proud of. So you can learn more about us on Facebook and everything else. And if you like this podcast, check us out on iTunes. So, hey, thanks for joining me on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Jack Inslee, Brie O'Connor, and our engineer, Joe Galarraga. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Ding, 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 ding.